Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week of the Amiibros podcast. What's going on, everybody out there, all the listeners? Hope everybody's feeling magnificent. I'm your host, uh, the oldest of the other two brothers, Damon. Uh, I am here. Jared Mann is here. Jeremy is here. How we feeling, fellas? You know, I'm playing a little injured right now. Um, kid, daycare what last three You're months. Um, you know, just coughing in my face. So uh, I'm on some Jim Beam and Honey to try to, you know, ease the pain. Anyway, I'm good. How y'all feeling out there? I'm a little hotty toddy. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're feeling good, man. Jeremy, what's, what's going on, man? Man, I, I, I'm I'm on a similar page, man. I might sound a little stuffy. Uh, getting over a little sinus congestion. I don't know what it was. It was some kind of cold, probably, uh, you know, daycare cold mixed with the pollen of uh, North Carolina woods and uh, uh, yeah, golf courses, all that, whatever. Water. But anyway, feeling good, uh, ready to get to it. But my Lakers are stacked, Damon. Don't get on the water. I've been wow. drinking about seven bottles a day lately. So your boy's been on this road. He's been on this water. But anyway, um, I am excited. Our Lakers are going to get some more talent. Um, and then that way, after LeBron on, leaves in four years, we'll still be in a great position to continue to win titles. Lakers with the number, number four pick. When last night the NBA lottery just happened and Zion's going to New Orleans. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Knicks got a third yes. pick. Second pick went yes. to went to Memphis. Oh, I would hate to go to Memphis. Memphis. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting no, to no. see who, uh, who goes after, obviously, Zion gets picked by um, New Orleans. So let's go ahead and talk about it, fellas. Let's, uh, first of all, talk about the reaction from Zion. What do you think about uh, him being in the West and in New Orleans? And let's get into um, how do we think it's all going to pan out with AD um, is David Griffin going to hold him hostage uh, per se and keep him in New Orleans or, or what's going to happen? But uh, let's start with Jeremy, man. Let's 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 go ahead and get into it. I will tell you this. I think that Zion going to the Pelicans was great for the NBA. And I'll tell you why. Because we don't really have to deal with the AD drama like we were going to have to deal with before. They were going to try to hold him hostage. They were going to really try to keep him there. The only person they would have been willing to trade him for is Zion, and I'm not sure anybody was going to trade Zion to get AD because I think Zion's value right now is higher than AD's. So at the end of the day, the fact that he's already there means that they can operate in good faith and trade AD because they don't have to worry about selling tickets anymore. Zion's going to sell tickets for the next four years. So – they don't have to worry about that with AD. So go get the best package available. My guess is they're still not going to trade to the Lakers. Uh, I want to say it was Wojnowski or uh, Brian Windhorst, one of the two, said uh, said that the Pelicans still have absolutely no intention of trading Anthony Davis to the Lakers. I think at this point it's just principle. Everybody knows when you lock in on the side, it's hard to change, and they are locked in. So. What does that mean for my Lakers? That means we keep all of this young talent. That means we're not in win-now mode anymore because we won't have a win-now player to go along with LeBron. And that means at the end of the summer, 
Mr. 23 will be traded. You mark my words, gone. All right. Um, <clears throat> Jared, what you guys say about it? I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Before I go any further, before I go any further, I forgot. I'm sorry. I want to make one apology. I want to apologize to Michael Jordan, first off, for continuing to get bad picks in the lottery. Secondly, for calling LeBron Mr. 23, because, I mean, that's obviously Jordan. Mr. Fake 23. Continue, Jared. So. I don't know how we ended up getting back on LeBron, but he is the GOAT, so continue. Um, let's go into to this draft lottery. Zion going to the Pelicans was the worst, worst possible location he could have gone to outside of Memphis. I'm going to tell you why. Tell me the last time anybody wanted to watch a Pelicans game. I went to one in person. I'm pretty sure we left before the game ended, and that was with Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis on the team. At the end of the day... Nobody wants to play there. Like, I just don't I, I don't get the draw of why anybody w- would want to go to New Orleans. Like at at any point in time, has there ever been a time where a a, a sports figure in any sport wanted to go to New Orleans? I mean, especially football, but that's a little shot at Jeremy. Anyway, let me tell you why this is a terrible movie. Uh, uh, as I said, nobody wanted to go there. I, I, I think you saw by the face, the expression that Zion made. Zion was not happy to be there. Um, but Zion, it is in Zion's defense, he's never been in New Orleans before. When Zion gets to New Orleans, my biggest concern for Zion is, is that he won't be three. Jeremy, that's, 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 answer this question. If I told you right now, hey, Jeremy, you really think you think you really think Zion is worried about his weight problems, dog? He about to be playing eighty no, two games a season. I was, I was I was more being oh, sarcastic because no, they about to have twenty four hours security <laughs> in the man anyway. All, all I'm gonna tell you is this: yeah. when you get to a certain point, it's about what's the likelihood of you winning a title and bringing free agents and things there, and two, what's the stability of the organization. Now, granted, David Griffin, I think, is a really good GM. Um, I think he's gonna do a good job as, as as far as surrounding them with talent and giving them an opportunity to compete. But outside of that, I mean. Who else is even on that that roster that I, I feel confident is a championship level player? I mean, you got Drew Holiday, who I like. I mean, Drew Holiday's I mean, he's good, but I mean, he's no I'm gonna build my team around you guy. And Efra Payton, no. Who else is on the team? Drew Drew Drew, Drew Holiday is everything um, to play this. I mean, you're talking about a guy who averages 22 and 8 on 50% shooting and is an all defensive first team player. He's, he, he's a very good player. But, Jeremy, Clay Thompson literally has been carrying the Warriors. Everybody's giving credit to Steph Curry. Clay Thompson's been the one that's been carrying the Warriors right now. We'll get into that a little bit later. I can't tell. I, I saw Steph Curry have zero points game six in the first <laughs> half, and Clay Thompson had 21 to keep him in a tie game. I watched last night, it was a six point game at halftime. Because he shot his free throws. Like, I saw it was a six-point game at halftime uh, yesterday. All right, at the end of the third quarter yesterday, Clay Thompson come out and go uh, five for six from the field in the fourth quarter. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait! You can't have it both ways. Steph Curry had thirty-three at the end of three quarters. So, like, here's it, the thing, it, though: is it whoever yeah, got the, in there? The, or the difference it, in that game is the they were they were playing terrible. <laughs> Portland was playing terrible, giving wide open looks. Literally, Steph Curry was shut down for the Rockets series. I mean, for the entire series, Clay Thompson was carrying him. Like, I, I at the end of the day. You got to look at that. Hey, shot so under 40% shot, for the what, series. 38%? So at the, at, at the end of the day, all I'm going to tell you is this. 
you're not gonna win it. You're not gonna win a championship in New Orleans. I guarantee you, he's gonna do his rookie deal there. He'll do that first re-up contract because it's it's so much beneficial when you're when you're in your first year. By year six or seven, he'll be gone to a market that appreciates him. And in reality, as I've said, I don't think Zion is a change your organization from a you know championship standpoint kind of player. I think he's he's a better version of Blake Griffin, but I, I think you know he's limited from from his skill set. So I mean, at the end of the day, um, congrats, Jerry. Jerry would you say a, a market that's gonna that's gonna would you say appreciate, appreciate him? him? You think a market's what gonna appreciate him more? Appreciate when I, more when than I say a market is going to appreciate what him, what are you talking about? I mean, he's too big for the New New Orleans market. That's that's not appreciation. Sure, he is he is bigger than New Orleans market. Yeah, that's not appreciate. That's not that doesn't mean they don't appreciate. I don't, I don't, I don't, they're, they're not going to appreciate. Here, here's the nice thing, Jared, and you're, you're saying well, you're, you're you're saying who who watches Pelicans games? Who wants to watch Anthony Davis? Who wants to watch Boogie Cousins? You said we. Like, I, who wants I don't to watch like these watching guys? Davis play basketball. I don't like playing. Like, like it's like oh man, you know what? It's it's watching the old Spurs like. Who wants to watch Anthony Davis play basketball? I guarantee you, when Zion's on TV next year, the rating's going to be probably higher than oh, anybody else. Zion, and I don't know LeBron about the we'll Zion, I mean, literally, LeBron's not in the Eastern Conference playoffs, and no, and nobody. Yes, I'm about to say part of that. Part of that's Eastern Eastern and, Coast and, bias, but I mean, I, and I then think you throw in the fact that let's let's be hundred percent honest. Zion is box office. Everybody was going to their TVs to watch Duke. They're going to watch Pelicans game. But I'll put this in perspective. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't, I don't understand why AD won't just stay. Because he's, he's going to be on TV every night. Because he doesn't want to be a second AD fiddle. <laughs> you can compliment him. And Alshana, why would you think as a professional basketball you'd be second fiddle? You, you guys going to have the same ball. I don't think he'll be the he second should, best, player. Be the best player. I'm saying I think he'll be the second fiddle from the media perspective. Every every billboard is going to have Zion cares? on it. It's not going to have Anthony Davis on it. Who cares? I don't think Zion. I don't think, Anthony why Davis. does Anthony Davis care about that? If he cares about that, then he he probably just need to go and you know go to L.A. and just. But Jim, answer his question. Winning. I don't that's think that's why. even the thought process of him. I think he's looking at it from this perspective. Anthony Davis knows how long it takes to be a winner in the NBA, and it's not first season. Based on the fact he's that he what? he was as highly touted as far as a prospect goes as he was as as Zion was, and he hasn't hardly won anything, and he's had one. He's at the third highest PR in the history of the league during that 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 span. So, I mean, if yeah. you want to look at it and say, all right, he, I think he looks at it and looks at the roster and says, is Zion his first year or second year going to be better, better than Boogie Cousins was before his injury? Eh, I don't know. And before Boogie Cousins had his injury, where were they Where were they at? They were like, uh, I mean, they, they, it wasn't like they were yeah. like, oh, yeah, we're just lighting up the, we're, we're lighting up the world now. So I, I just don't think it's a, I, I think, I'll, I'll put it this way. Do you think you will see Jay Z and Beyonce or celebrities like that going to New Orleans for Pelicans games? Yes, I would bet to differ. Uh, you know, sure, sure. Solange lives in New Orleans, right? Her wedding was in. I knew her wedding was in New Orleans. I didn't know she lived there. Jay Z. I, I doubt they'll even Jay-Z go to New Orleans for Orleans. Solange to watch a game. So, henceforth. Jared, quick question. Um, you keep bringing up all the, oh, like, what is AD's likelihood of winning in LA if he goes there with LeBron with no one else? Let, let's go ahead and stay on this AD. 
Lakers obviously get the fourth pick, guys. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was there fresh with the with the with the purple blazer. Um, <clears throat> does that help them uh, maybe acquire AD? Uh, obviously, you know him still still. It feels like he's about to be locked in in New Orleans, but uh, they have a little bit more leverage from the Lakers side right now. Do you see them still trying to make a play or, or able to make it happen uh, with 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 bringing AD to the Lakers? Let's start with you, Jared. I think this helps significantly. Um, look, guys, this this draft is considered a uh, three-player draft. And what people are not realizing is Darius Garland is serious. Like, Darius Garland, in my opinion, is the closest thing we've seen to Kyrie Irving uh, in, the, in the draft in the last – and since Kyrie came out. Like, he is mean step back, great shooter. Problem is this. He played five games last year because he hurt his knee. If you watch the actual, just go and watch Darius Garland play. He is as close to you can find to Kyrie Irving. And you get him in the fourth spot because I Zion's clearly going to New Orleans. The Grizzlies came out today and basically said, yeah, they're all in on John Morant, which means Knicks are going RJ Barrett. And so you get a you get a point guard that you can you can build around if you if you want to build around it. But if not, you got a guy that's a, that's for a trade bait is a great piece to have for a trade base scenario. And you throw in the fact that on top of the trade base scenario, you still got um you you still have the seventh pick that the Bulls are offering for Lonzo. So even if New if New Orleans isn't high on Lonzo as the reports have indicated, then you still have a chance of trading the number one pick in the draft. I sorry number four pick in the draft and pairing him with the number seven pick and the number one pick that they already have, which is going to get Zion to put yourself in position to be a, a legitimately talented young team. Now I'm not sure if that works out. I mean, the last time we, but yeah, yeah, you know they're going to have to give up Kuzma sure and, and uh, I, I would I would do with that. all those players. I'm telling you right now, if they did that, the Pelicans would make the the Western Conference Finals and the Lakers would miss the playoffs. Um, I'm not trading my young core for Anthony Davis. I'm just not. Like, Anthony Davis played on the team with Miritich. He looks pretty good with the Bucks now. Jeremy, huh? Jeremy how, um, how, did, how, did, how long did Randall Anthony Davis play with, I don't know. Anthony Davis stays in, no, no, which is another that. reason why I wouldn't Miritich bring him got on. traded at the end of last uh, season. Then Miritich missed the first 20 games of the season, then got traded after he came off uh, injured reserve. He literally played less than – if I was going to guess, I would say that number is less than 50 games with Miritich. And Miritich looked good when they played together. Oh, man. Okay, cool. Um. Anyway, like I was saying, Anthony Davis – has proven himself to be a better defending Kevin Love in Minnesota. Uh, I wouldn't trade. Honestly, I wouldn't trade Brandon Ingram straight up for him. Um, that's oh, what oh, I think why, about why, Anthony Jeremy, Davis. Real quick. And at this point, Can you please not, tell tell the, uh, all our listeners your, your comment, your prediction of what Brandon Ingram will be in the next four years, because he's twenty one years old. What did you say about Brandon Ingram when he, before he turns twenty five or when yeah. he turns? I have no issue saying it. Uh, by the time Brandon Ingram turns 25 years old, he'll be the best player in basketball. I think this next season he will average upwards of 23 points. By the season after next, he will be up to around 28. Jeremy, what's, what's wrong? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with Ingram? That's a, a natural. Hey, damn it. 21. So you're saying in four years he's going to be the best player in the hey, world. Hey, damn it. Damn it. Ask how old Giannis is. Yes. 
24. Oh, you got to He's 24. He turns 25 in December. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's look that up. Hold on. Giannis. So at the end of the day, we, we, we had this conversation. Pull up Giannis is 21. We had this conversation. Stats. And Jeremy, I don't care. You can give me stats. Tell me Blake Griffin's. Yeah, Gian, Giannis is 21, 21 year old stats. 17, 8, and 4. Jeremy, Jeremy, show me Federer's I mean, t- 20 year old record versus. Uh, um, Marin Chillick or somebody. Like I don't, I don't care because the exponential jump is. But 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 Jared, but Jared, my my thing is my point is this though. My my point is this. You can't point to how great Giannis is at twenty four. Like oh man, he doesn't have the loan to get there, and then point back to Giannis being at the same age. He was but basically Jared, at the same point. Brandon Ingram came to the league. <laughs> Brandon Ingram was a lot better than Giannis was when Giannis came into the league. Giannis was coming from Giannis. You can't say that. His first, his first year, Jared, Ingram's first year, he averaged nine points on 40% shooting. His second year, he averaged 16 but points Jared, on 47% shooting. What, his what third year, he averaged 18 on 50% shooting. He's what making a great record. Like, Jeremy, and, and Jeremy's so high on Brandon Ingram. This is literally. Average, but let's, let's get back to the topic, guys. We, we were talking you about. You trade Brandon Lakers Ingram and you get and how Anthony Davis. AD. How, are we, how do we get on Brandon Brandon because Jeremy just said he wouldn't Brandon, trade. So you're saying um, that Brand- Brandon Ingram's going to have a lot of leverage. Jeremy just said Brandon Ingram, he wouldn't trade him no, for AD. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying the Lakers would be stupid to trade for AD. Um, I'm saying that luckily for the Lakers, it's in their best interest that the Pelicans aren't going to trade Anthony Davis to them anyway. They're probably He's probably going to end up with the Knicks is my guess. My guess is they'll trade the number three pick. They'll trade Kevin Knox. They'll trade Dennis Smith Jr., and probably throw in a future pick as well for Anthony Davis, and then it'll be Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, First and KD off, on the same. Team. Nobody's high on Dennis Smith right. Jr. at all. Last point, Jerry. Yeah, move on. nobody's high on Dennis Smith Jr. Nobody's really high on Kevin Knox. Um, the the most attractive piece would be the number three pick in the draft, and if you already know, which most of the people do, the Kevin Durant, and Kyrie are going to New York. You know, any future picks aren't going to be valuable. So at the end of the day. The best deal they're going to have on the table is going to be from the Lakers, and that's where AD actually wants to go. They're saying right now, yeah, we're not, we have no interest in trading him because of the fact that David Griffin has already said his intent is to try to keep Anthony Davis there, but he will end up in LA. Just trust and believe. All right, <clears throat> I know it's been a while. A lot has happened. the The, the Rockets lost Game Six at Toyota Center. In Houston, to the Warriors without KD. Who is who's to blame? I had Rockets winning that series. I'm 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 very disappointed that they didn't they didn't come with it. They didn't leave it on the floor to me. They were playing like shit, still in the game, didn't close the game. Basically, just gave it up. I, this is I think it's the third time in in the last three years that they've lost Game Six at home in Houston. Yep. So, what's gonna have to happen? Uh, for this Rockets team to get over the hump. Uh, I think I started. Who did I start with last time? Did I start with Jeremy. I started last time, so Jeremy can kick this one off. I can't remember. Jeremy, Jeremy go ahead and go. You got, you got first dibs. Yeah. Um, This result was not surprising. The only thing that's surprising to me is that I picked the Warriors to win in five games and they won in six. Um, Overall, my thought process is the Warriors are who I thought they were and the Rockets are who I thought they were. The Rockets are a team that is incapable of beating the Warriors because they play stupid basketball. Mike D'Antoni's system does not work. Um, and 
they don't get enough easy shots. If you're going to isolate James Harden, who is a great basketball player, he proven a lot more to me over the last couple of years than I thought before. But if you're going to isolate a guy and have him go one-on-one to take step-back contested threes for an entire game and try to match that against a team that's moving the ball, moving around screens and having two of the greatest shooters of all time take wide open threes, you're probably not going to win that game. Hey, that's what happens. So the Warriors are who we thought they were. And let me just make one point. So KD got injured and everybody was, oh man, it's over for them. The Warriors aren't going to be able to win. The season's over. KD's the team. Blah, 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 blah. And you're seeing what I've been telling you forever. Steph Curry's been the best player in the league since 2015. Steph Curry is the reason why they win. Here's the thing. I've had I'm, – I'm, I'm going to give a good example. So let's say I have a, a burger, and I put ketchup on it, and that burger is delicious. Then I add a mustard, and that burger is still delicious. If I get the same exact burger the next time and I put mustard on it, it is not as good. Then ketchup must be what makes that burger delicious. As much as people want to say, oh, KD's the best player on the team, when KD's there and Steph's not, they're like a 500 team. They're okay. When KD's there with Steph, they dominate. When Steph's there without KD, they dominate. So I want to stop hearing all this noise about KD being the best player on the team or the best player in the league. KD is on in for a great ride. Steph Curry has been the best player in the league since 2015. He would have absolutely no losses and not well, he hasn't won a title, if not for injury and the biggest BS suspension of all time. So at the end of the day, let's just admire what we're watching because Steph Curry is the greatest player of this generation. Like it's the Michael generation that passed on to to Kobe, and then it passed on to Steph. I mean, that's where we're at. So, Jeremy, I'm not even gonna like touch on the nonsense um, that you just spewed out of your mouth. Um, let, let's let's just go through this first and foremost. The Rockets choked. Like, I don't want any other like explanation about like what happened in this series. The Rockets choked. Like, you have a game, KD. You're first and foremost. You were down in the game for – you had 20 points in the third quarter. Like, it's not like this game is, oh, yeah, this was just this, you know. No, you were down 20 points. And then after you got down 20 points, you come back. You take the lead briefly. And then after that, you – after you take the lead, you come back. KD roll or, or – well, I'm not sure what, what the actual thing was. He, he, he strained his calf. Was that, was that what it was? Yeah. He strains his calf. And after he strains his calf, you can't even score a basket. Like Chris Paul, I'm gonna look at this real quick. Chris Paul for the series. Let me pull because I had the stats pulled up already. Basketballreference.com. Uh, let's look at this. Chris Paul for the series was the third leading scorer on the team at 16.7 points per game on 44%, 31% from three. Eric Gordon. That's Chris Paul right now. At the end of the day, what it, what it boiled down to was that's the worst contract in sports right now. Like, I, it's hard to, to to beat John Wall's. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna have four years left with 140 million. 
But three years at 125 million for Chris Paul, I have more confidence in uh, Chris Paul. You know, eventually being a uh, and I, now John Wall being a, 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 an eventual All Star again than I do in Chris Paul being anything that symbols a great basketball player anymore. You do realize John um, Wall is probably going to miss all the next season too. He, he probably is, but when he misses all the next season and stuff, he's still going to come back and be 27. Like, at, at the end of the day, I, I'm not really that concerned about, uh, about you know, John Wall. I think I think it's a bad contract, but John Wall, I, I, don't, I don't see a lot of, like, risk in that because, I mean, he kind of is what he is. Not good. Well, the, one I see, the one I see is terrible is, I mean, Chris Chris Paul contract is going to be disastrous. I mean, franchise ruining. Um, so at the end of the day, now that's the reason they lost, and they will never win a title as long as James Harden is a part of this core because they just choke. Like you watch those games, they had the games, and then the, the game six, Jeremy's talking about, oh yeah, Steph Curry, best player in the world. Like game six, literally Steph Curry was awful. Like he was awful, and. All you have to do is not let Clay Thompson beat you. That's really all you have to do. So awful, awful by being in foul trouble? Jeremy, he was in foul trouble the whole series. Steph literally had the most dumb fouls ever. Like, I was just watching. I was like, you're reaching in at 94 feet from the basket? Like, at the end of the day, he was awful. They, they, They were awful. And... All you had to do is maintain, like, hey, let's not lose this game to Clay. And what do you do? You let Clay come out, get 21 points, and it's a tie ball game. It was a tie ball game going into the fourth quarter. I go into the, going into the second half. And then the fourth quarter, you're up seven. You can't score a basket up seven. And Man, then I got you the go, splash. And it wasn't even a splash because it'd be one thing if it was like, okay, they got hot. Literally, it was <laughs> – it was them not doing anything. Put this in perspective. There was a point in that in that fourth quarter where uh, there was there was a point where nobody scored a basket for five minutes. Not one person scored a basket. But you know who definitely didn't score a basket? Definitely Rockets didn't score a basket. So at the end of the day, like how who do I blame or credit? I'm blaming the Rockets. No, the Warriors aren't better without KD. But here's the other thing. I think this is a great look for LeBron. You know why? Because people are realizing, wait, that team is still really, really good. So LeBron, the last few years, you have been playing versus that team Jared, with KD. No, Jared, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with LeBron. It has nothing to do with LeBron. Jared, stop it. it. He's Jared, not in Jared, Lou Williams just led a team to beat that team twice, and LeBron got swept by him. Please stop. And, Dray, and Draymond Green got Everett suspended by LeBron. That that's uh, what, what's so, different about him. I don't know what you're talking about. There, <laughs> David West is on the team. Let's let's stay with Jared though, Jeremy. Let's let's go ahead and keep it on the Rockets. Are the Rockets going record right now? The Rockets ever going to win a title? No, they're not going to win a title. They're not going to win a title because they rely way too much on analytics. That don't matter. I've been telling you guys this forever. Everybody goes, oh, the analytics. The analytics say you get better percentages by shooting three-pointers and getting to the rim. Yeah, but what ends up happening? You get to the playoff. Whose voice is um, that? That was probably Daryl Morey or, uh, you know, somebody who's – in analytics, you know, analytics is nothing but math. So it's trying to go with the math nerd uh, voice. So, um, 
well, you know, we'll, we'll get three pointers and, and two pointers, and we'll take 48 three pointers a game, and we'll, the rest of the shots will be layups. Yeah, what happens in the playoffs when teams stop guarding mid range and everybody just closes out on three pointers? And then when you do get by them, then we got somebody waiting there in the lane for you because we know you're not going to pull up, so we don't actually have to step out. We can just defend that at the rim. It's stupid. It's stupid. I'm not saying analytics don't have a place. Yeah. Analytics definitely have a place. But the, the relying so much on the analytics that are still all based upon opinions of what's important are silly. Like, for example, I saw a thing with Daryl Morey where he said, I want you to come up with an analytic to rate players so we know how highly players are rated in order to pick them. And on this list, if LeBron does not come up at number one, then your analytic is wrong. So if that's the theory you're going in from the beginning, then it's already a flawed theory. Not necessarily saying it's a flawed, but it's an opinionated theory. You think LeBron is good, so therefore you want an analytic built around your opinion, which is not really built around facts. It's built around an opinion. So overall, the Rockets are way, way, way too reliant on the analytics. They don't develop mid-range shots. They don't have a system. Mike D'Antoni, of all people, is probably the worst person to run an offense because – I mean, you're not going to play any defense, and their offense is going to be based upon knocking down shots that a lot of times in crunch time don't get knocked down. So, no, they're not going to win anything. Uh, it's going to go from the Warriors to probably the Bucks, then back to the Lakers once LeBron's gone and we have this young core. I'm still trying to figure out this young core you keep bringing up. Even if you think Ingram is good, which nobody else in the league does, who else is good on the Lakers' core? Who else is a starter on a championship team? On the Lakers court now, Kyle Kuzma can be a starter on the championship team. Lonzo Ball is going to be a starter. On, like, Lonzo Ball is going to be good. He's just not going to be what everybody thought he was. I said they should have taken De'Aaron Fox, but we're probably going to get Darius Garland and trade uh, and trade uh, Lonzo anyway. So, I mean, chair, chair, just trust the, trust the process that I'm telling you. LeBron, we're not even worried about who's on the team right now. We've got Brandon Ingram. We've got Kyle Kuzma. And then we'll fill in the rest with All-Stars once the time comes. So don't even worry about it. Hey, hey Damon, I, I, you, you, you go fishing, right? You guys got any final thoughts? I, I got one final thought, Damon. You're, you, you like to go fishing, right? I go fishing. If, if you catch something that's not big enough to eat, it's not a meal. That's bait. You throw that thing back out there and try to catch something bigger. Look, at this point in time, Brandon Ingram's a really nice brim. We should we we going for great whites. You put that joke on the dog on strength, throw him back out there. Hey, maybe maybe it take four of them on four different hooks to get that great white. We going for that that great white. Let's go, AD. No, it's more it's more of hey, when the cow's about to die, you just put him out to slaughter. That's LeBron James right now. He's he's ready to like LeBron should have been gone a long time ago. Y'all twenty seven, eight and eight on fifty four percent from the field. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, and the guy you told me the guy who played the worst defense in the league. Yep, him. What was the only guy that had a positive plus minus? You got last thoughts. Yes, you got a lot of hostility. Y'all go ahead. Last thoughts. Let's 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 get it out there. I feel like there's a lot of hostility between y'all y'all choices. I know Jared's mad that LeBron's not in the playoffs. He gets to enjoy all these great games. They're going to game sixes, game sevens. All these, uh, you know, the Chris Middletons that are coming to play. The 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 Kyle Lowry's are finally showing up. Oh, you hate. That LeBron's not playing. LeBron's sitting there. 
He's sitting there doing the same thing you're doing right now, and it's eating you. Alive. No, it's not. You know why? LeBron needed a break, and he would have never taken one. He needed one. I mean, eight straight oh, finals. Well, Jerry, he gets he gets twenty four minutes of breaks. Oh my! He gets, God. he gets a lot of breaks every game. He gets a break on defense. What are you talking about? At the end of the day, LeBron's been to eight straight finals. Nobody outside of the, the Celtics in the in the fifties and sixties when they were playing a couple games actually has. has Made it anywhere close to that. So at the end of the day, eh, I mean, that's about to be in his fifth straight final. So fifth straight is not close to eighth straight. Um, but it's probably more when you're actually winning those finals because it doesn't take very much energy to lose the finals. You're, you're right about that. It definitely takes a lot more help to not be the finals MVP. Hmm. Well, that's all voted on. So who cares? Hey fellas, look this this is what y'all this is what y'all never seen before. Hey, um, go to send me a glass though. Uh, a hey, quick question. So, Jared, I am not going to be at this first game of the season to watch the Saints stop out the Texans. I know we talked about it. I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> I've got a five year old birthday party. Probably gonna be at Chuck E. Cheese. That I'm gonna be going to that weekend for my daughter right before she goes to. Actually, she might already be at kindergarten. I don't think I told y'all that she's gonna be kindergarten this year coming up. But I have a better idea now. I need to see when Zion's first home game is, and we need to base it around the uh, Saints game and going down to New Orleans for Zion's first game and a Saints game the same weekend. Yeah, that's definitely not in the plan for myself. You don't want to go see Zion play? I definitely would, wouldn't mind going to see Zion play, but I'm trying to see the Texans. I'm trying to see what that's all but about. You know what I ain't never been to a Texas game. Well, Jared, nobody's ever been to a Texas game. It's the Texans. Mm-hmm. The team is going to win a Super Bowl this year. Let's get it. Oh, before we before we get out of here, guys, um, let's take predictions for the uh, PGA Championship going down this week. Starts tomorrow. Uh, Tiger tees off at I think eight thirteen. Uh, let's take predictions. Um, Who is going to be your sleeper to be top ten? Who do you have winning it? And who do you feel like is going to miss the cut? That people aren't going to expect. Start with Jared. Look, I'm going to do as I did the last major and predict Tiger to win as I always do. So, I got Tiger to win it. I got Kepka to miss the cut. He's been so good. It's only so long you can be this good. Uh, I got Molinari coming in second again. Wow, Kepka misses the cut. Yep, I mean, I think there's a lot of pressure playing playing with the, the go to the sport. I mean, you, you got to deal with Tiger, just like a lot of these other people, got to deal with LeBron. So I mean, it's a tough way to go out. So Jay, nobody's ever had a problem dealing with LeBron. Please stop. Brooks ain't scared though. Uh, who ain't scared? Brooks. Uh, Brooks not scared, but that pressure does get to you. So at the end of the day, everybody's scared of LeBron. That's why teams teamed up because they recognize, hey, they couldn't deal with the goat. Um, and, and that's basically what it is. Uh, Jeremy, I- who do you have? I'm going to go with my five guys that I'm betting on. And they're all pretty much sleepers um, because they have great odds. And this is what I want to get to. Guys, if you want some good people to throw some names on, there are some really, really good bets out there. And I'm going to go through them. First of all, I am going to start with my boy, Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar is number one in the FedEx points. He has won two tournaments this year. He has six top ten finishes. And he is currently 50 to 1 odds plus 5,000. So I am going to go with Matt Kuchar as one of my picks. 
Another pick I'm gonna go with. Some... Hold on, Mister. I don't. I don't like to pay my caddy Kucher. You know he's not very long off the tee, right? I do know that, but I know it's windy conditions, right? That means like par four, par fours, par fours. He's gonna have probably a Kepka's gonna have a maybe a eight seven iron. Kucher's gonna have a four iron. <laughs> he's gonna have a three. In. He's gonna have a three wood. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe a five iron. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's the only thing. I like. He always plays well, though. He'll definitely be top 20. The, the, the thing about what they've done so far, they've had a lot of rain, so they have cut down a lot of the rough. So um, allowing players to be a little bit more aggressive. I like I like Matt Couture in that situation. I'm going to go with Sergio. Sergio uh, is plus, I guess, 41 plus 4,000. Um, Sergio, I hate Sergio with a passion. But in the last three events he's played there, he had a fourth at the U.S. Open, a tenth at the U.S. Open, and then uh, I think it was the Valspar where he was uh, he was leading at the 54 hole. So he really has had a lot of success on that course. He's plus four thousand, so I'm going to pick him as one of my other picks. Continuing down the list of this top five, I'm going to go with Phil Mickelson. Phil plus seven thousand, seventy to one odds. Phil has finished second at the at the, the U.S. Open at Beth Page in 2008. Phil has already had a win this year. He's pretty long off the tee. He's very crafty. I think Phil is due for a run. Um, I'm also going to go with uh, Ian Poulter. Uh, Ian. Wow. Ian, <laughs> Ian, Ian Poulter's a links. He's a links golfer. Yes, Ian Poulter's still pretty long off the tee. And he. No. Ian's like 50. He is not that old. Ian's like 42. Um, so I'm going to go with Ian Poulter. Yeah, he might be 42. I think Ian Poulter's going to make a, a little run at it too. And lastly, last Jeremy's last, going with Vegas. I'm not going with Vegas. Um, He's like, last, how can I give my money to Vegas? Last I'm going to go <laughs> you with take, uh, you take. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed is plus uh, 7,000 as well. Patrick Reed played very well last week. Um, here in Charlotte, or a week before last year in Charlotte, and uh, I think he's due for a big week. So, those five, one of them's gonna win, and I'm gonna get paid, and you guys are gonna be looking silly. Oh, you talking about this five? I asked you your three. All right. Um, anyway, I, I said so, I was gonna give the people <clears throat> a, the, a list of who they should bet on. I gave them practical advice. I'm uh, okay. Here, here, I'm gonna start with who's gonna be surprised that you see Mr. Cut, and I'm gonna go with Ricky Fowler. You're... I hate this. I hate to do it, Ricky. I like Ricky. Um, I don't think this course really sets up for his game, um, but we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, the guy that I think is going to play well this week, and I'm, I'm hoping that he he comes back strong, is Jordan Spieth. Um, I see him making a solid run. I can see him coming in at least a top ten finish. I'm going Dustin Johnson winning the the 2019 PGA Championship. All right. I'm on record. I think I think Tiger will be in the in the mix. I think he'll probably t ten, t eight. Would I be surprised if he wins it? I'd probably be kind of surprised if he goes back to back majors. Um, that would just be insane. Um, but I see DJ getting hot, staying in it the first couple of days, maybe shooting something low, sixty four, sixty five on Saturday, and then bringing it home on Sunday. So uh, that's my prediction, fellas. You guys got any last any last words for uh, our uh, our listeners out there? Anything you guys want to? Want to want to want to speak on before we get out of here? Absolutely. Um, the the thing, I, oops, the thing I definitely uh, want to touch on is okay. uh, twist. Um, hey guys, 
not sure if you guys are, have noticed, um, but uh, the NBA playoffs have been down about 200% in the Eastern Conference because of LeBron being out of there. But no need to worry. He's coming back next year to win titles, and they will win multiple, multiple titles. Let's go. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that, and, you know, that's unfortunate. If you really are missing LeBron, don't worry. You'll get a chance to watch him in Space Jam. Ah. <laughs> all right, on that note, uh, as always, we really, really appreciate you guys. Whoever's listening, uh, all the people out there that are listening, we appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you share. Send us some uh, feedback. Ask us questions online. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Amibros underscore podcast. Hit us up on there. And we will be back next week with some more NBA takes uh, with what's going on uh, this coming week. Everybody be good. Be safe. God bless. We out. <laughs>